0: This is your host, Sam Jirocki from JRock Loan Care and Gardening, speaking about all things loan care, garden related, and business-wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business. Sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another JRock's Loan Care Gardening podcast. And here we are on episode number 70, titled, When to Invest. So, just a little disclaimer here. Please take these podcasts where, you know, the titles are things like when to invest with a pinch of salt. You know, what you've got to do when you're listening to any of these and it? and it strikes any ideas in you is you've still got to run it by your own business because what I can recommend is worked for me and you know you need to assess whether that would work for you or not so don't let one of these be your final sort of or your first and final decision let it be a contributing factor that has maybe assisted you in making that decision Because, like I say, one thing that might help me might actually not work for you, depending on financial situations or how your business is set up, etc., etc., etc. So, disclaimer gone by. So, episode 70, it's crazy that we're here. It's going through really well. We've also got a good number of interviews and, hopefully, in the new year, some other different styles of podcasting hopefully with some maybe bigger groups uh, coming into play. So, you know, I'm really looking on the horizon there at episode 100, and maybe that would be our first one, but we shall see. So, investing, why I'm talking about this now is because a lot of the times prior I've spoke about not buying and not investing in a bit of equipment until you actually need it, right? So, by this method, what I've talked about before, it would be, the example of let's say you never do any hedge trimming you're a lawn care company only and you don't touch hedges and you're now th- you've got the idea of actually getting into hedges okay so initial idea right what isn't wise to do at this point is to go right i'm going to buy a short reach a long reach and a telescopic hedge trimmer i've got no work planned in but you know if it comes i'm ready right you don't want to do that from the exact stop because if it's not even on the radar yet and you haven't even had your first client through yet, one, you don't know how efficient you might be at it, and two, you might not like it, and three, you might be putting a lot of money in that direction for nothing to actually come for quite a long time. So when I've always talked about this in the past, I've talked about, you know, nothing going on, client gets in touch, they've got a six foot by three foot wide hedge that they literally just want their annual trim done. You know that you can reach all of it with a short reach, so you book them in, you go buy yourself a short reach head trimmer that can get you through the majority of, you know, small trimming, or you might go for a long reach and that be your only tool, however you play that, and, you know, you're set up now for that job. And as something bigger may come and you know that you'll never be able to reach it, you then get a telescopic or you invest in some bigger ladders, that sort of thing. And you buy as and when required. You don't buy before that point. But there is times that happen when, you know, you may have needed something, but you've been able to get by. And this is why it sort of triggered today's conversation is because, I have recently just purchased an Ifa Williams GD 105 trailer. So this is a dual axle trailer, my very first trailer. Not only that I've ever owned, but that I've ever driven. (laughs) Well, it's been a bit of a learning curve. Um, I realise some years I've probably been doing it since, you know, you are 18 or from many years prior if you've been on farms or whatever else but literally, age of 29, and this is the first time I have ever used, operated, however you want to word it, a trailer, okay, I've just never needed one before, and so yeah, it's been a bit of a learning curve, so it's a dual axle, dual axle, get my words out, 10 foot by 5 foot trailer, and this has now came into use, or into my mind to purchase, because I have gotten through, you know, since I bought that ferris zero turn and i've been loading that into the back of the van what has been working great but it has been restrictive at the same time so once when you've got the zero turn in lucky enough i've been using the ego battery mower so it's light enough and compact enough you know you can fold it all down and have it as just basically the the length of where the grass box would start to the front of the mower you can have that as it's overall size And that can slot in somewhere, or you can turn it vertical, and because it's got obviously no fuel, anything like that, it can just sit upright in the corner of your van and take up next to no space. So I've been able to manage this all this season, and it's been fine. But the downsides of this, and and the reason why I've been looking into trailers this year, and those for that, listen, week in, week out, you'll notice from conversations with like Dave Warner when I had him on doing his initial interview. We were speaking about different reasons, you know, of either having a trailer or pros, cons, where would you store it, all this sort of stuff. So, but back then, I was thinking more single axle, something like a P8, so a lot smaller. I can't remember it's full size. I think it's something in the region of 8 foot by 4 foot. But yeah, these were the sort of things I was thinking of and you know in the end i thought you know what i'll just carry on with the with the van get by the season see how i feel with it see you know what the pros and cons of just using the van for transport and things like you know the the chippers the zero turns and waste things like that so fast forward through this year and it has been fine but like i say it's been restrictive so what i mean by this in this case is that Times will come where I'll do, you know, I'll be out on the commercial properties or just them larger acreages and, you know, so I'm using a zero turn and at this point, what would stop me from taking on, say, let's say a hedge trim job comes in for the end of the day, I'm unable to do that straight off the back of because there is just not enough room Sorry, if I had to take the waste away. So there's not enough room to be able to have the zero turn in, the mowers, all the other equipment that's on the walls, and then still squeeze some waste in somewhere. You know, fair enough, it's not bad if it's literally maybe four meter hedge and it is just a trim. You know, you can probably get away with that. But, you know, for these bigger ones where it might be, say, a garden clearance, there's no way that I could do them on the same day. And that's just kind of been stopping me in the fact that I've had to then take, you know, a half hour, you know, detour to go drop off the zero turn to come back, go to do a different job. in that sort of half hour there, one, I'm using fuel to go out my way to do a drop off. That may be a bit unnecessary if I've had to just push it into the schedule somehow. But it's just, it gets in the way. So with a few of these different things that were going on, I've kind of just thought, over the space of this season, right. what I'll do is I'll not jump into it because I know I can get by. And sometimes when it comes to investing in something, you need to weigh up that balance of how much it's needed. You know, if the balance is, if this might cost a lot of money and I'm not able to get by without it, you know, you're then drawn over to the side of good purchase because, you know, you need it now. Whereas if... It's an item that you're not going to use a lot. You know, you might only need three times a year and, you know, it costs a lot of money. You might weigh that up and go, where's the balance sitting on that one? Right. Well, I don't use it much and it's, you know, a hell of expensive. I'll I'll wait off, you know, until either I get more funds when it's more possible to do that or just when it, I don't know, I suppose, brings more jobs into the mix. So you're always playing with that balance. Imagine it like a seesaw, you know, and you, the, the pro and the con has to sit on either side of that seesaw and you've got to see where it wears out. Now, for me, it's kind of come to that point now where I've had the funds for, you know, a good little while in the back there for something like a trailer and it's also got to the point where I know that doing the sort of head reductions more this side of the year that hopefully we'll speak about in a future podcast, is getting the waste away is a bit of a nightmare, so for example, we had one a few weeks back there and we were then put to a line of, everything was going fine, the job started taking a bit longer than expected, just because it was just a bit awkward, it was one of these awkward hedges, and so reducing it down, the initial thought was to we'll just chip all the waste, it was only beach, so you know, it's going to go to next to nothing, and we can just get that away you know what i mean at the end of the day it'll fill maybe two three ton sacks and that will just fit in the van fine started coming with and the height that she ended up wanting it to go to was it's it's when the the plant starts like spurring off so you know you've got the trunk what isn't a problem if it was all that size it would go through no bothers but for anyone that's got these smaller chippers when you've got something like a beach that's very It's been maintained at the same height for a very long time. It gets very thick, very dense, and spindly at the very top, you know, and you really struggle without cutting it up. You you struggle to get it down the chipper and to get it chipped. So in the end, what we had to do is we were chipping for ages, and it started taking far too long cutting them up, chipping up, you know, little tiny pieces, really. So I then had to do three runs to the tip in the end. And it wasn't that much waste. It was 240 kilograms. So, you know, you might think that, well, well that's a quarter of a ton. But, you know, 240 between three trips, it, it isn't ideal. It's not that much. It was just it was taking up more space than than weight, you know. And it was in a moment like that where I thought this is kind of the final straw. You know, I've been thinking about this trailer for long enough now that I need to, I need to be a bit more active on on buying you know rather than just looking and seeing them because as soon as they'll come up if you didn't act on them they'd be gone a day later you know these sort of Eiffel Williams JD trailers they seem to they move pretty quickly they don't often spend that long online so after doing this sort of job I thought you know act of thought the balance of the seesaw for you to use that phrase was the money was there you know that that wasn't really a problem but the the frequency of usage of this trailer was getting more and more and more okay so where the money at one point was the higher end of the seesaw the frequency of the trailer usage what i would have been using it for so you know you're looking at the best part of sort of three days a week the trailer would have been in use and uh, sorry yeah about three days a week why not something around there, and so the seesaw is then getting higher on the usage, okay, which means the importance of the money was getting less and less, okay, so before we know it, by this point, the frequency of use and how useful this trailer would be was, you know, pointing the sky and the money side, what was the, the con of, you know, investing two and a half grand was ground level, that wasn't, that wasn't important anymore to us, and at that point, I thought, now that they've switched and the balance is more in the favour of the item, the reason why I need it, that was my decision to then click. And if you remember that sort of seesaw um, description there, I suppose, hopefully that helps you. I mean, that's just off the top of my head, thinking about that, but hopefully that helps you whenever it comes to buying a bit of equipment. If you imagine that seesaw, the pro and the con on one side, in same way it balances out. Right, if it's hitting completely balanced, and you're like, well, you know, the positive's all right, and the con is, you know, that's not too bad either, then that might be a bit of a harder decision because you've it's not very obvious what you need to make. But hopefully, if you can remember that, it might guide instead of going on. I want it because you know it'll be awesome to have this fifteen grand mower or this thirty-seven grand battery grandstand Toro zero turn. Right, and you go, that's fantastic, but I've only got one right-on job that is one acre and I'll do that every two weeks. And so when you weigh that up, you go, instead of just jumping and going, Oh, I've got 40 grand to just chuck at something, let's do it, you might go, Well, you know, hold on, it's not and this is me over exaggerating, but you might go, Hold on, that's not as much of a priority as what I need to be thinking of right now. You know, recessions on its well, we're in a recession. You know, we don't know how next year might plan out. I've got these other things I could probably buy for a lot less, what will take, you know, I'm going to be using a lot more often. All these different things, you know. So when you're starting to look at when to invest, it isn't just a scale A, this is the right thing to do, this is what you should do, Sam said to do it, that must be right. It is you've got to wear that seesaw every single time, then balancing scales you need to look at, with every sort of purchase that you're doing and going, do I really need to do this, you know? So with me in this trailer, it's gotten to the point where, like I say, I've been putting the mower in the back of the van all the way through the season. I've loaded it on the trailer, and you must still have around about five, six foot of space in behind the mower. So, you know, for example, I'll be able to get the chip out of the mower and then, you know, plenty of things down the side of them items on the trailer, so for what I'm going to be doing in next year, where I'm planning on to take on a lot more of these sort of one-off jobs, I'm planning on taking a bit more, pushing for them tidy-ups, a bit more for the commercial scale of you know the bigger jobs that might include within that contract to take waste away every week or whatever it might be. You know, It just seems that if I can, while I've got the pot of money there, if I can make that purchase now, then I can ride into next year going, right i don't need to be silly or i've got nothing big to purchase at the moment i am set because the way that my mind's been working all this year really in in the the reign or the category of what to invest in what's the wisest investment investments for my business at the moment what should i do with my money because that's basically what ties it all together is being what am I getting ready to do for next year? Now, for anyone that's listened to the podcast for long enough, you'll know that I am currently part-time within this. So these items that I'm sort of buying and stuff like that, it's, it's a little bit of a longer circle for me to replenish that pot. Okay, because I, I, whatever I invest in, it's only the the gardening work, you know, the the company, that refills that pot. I never... I haven't since the the very early months of this company put my own money in. So nothing goes from what my standard uh, slave wage, let's call it, nothing from my slave wage goes into, into the business as such. The business fully runs itself. You know, the, the time that I put in, it's all a circle within there that, that it feeds itself, you know. So my whole headspace this year has been, do I not spend anything completely just save you know apart from the expenses you know there's somewhere around 800 pound or so of expenses for the business each month do i just literally pay them and then let this pot build up or do i invest so that next year i don't have that to worry about about having to make these big jumps of like purchasing certain types of equipment So for me, it's been a very different thing than what it might be for you. And this is what I was saying in the beginning that take it with a pinch of salt because the way things are working for me, it it might not be the same for you. And the reasons why I'm doing something won't be the same reasons why you're doing it. So you need to be thinking this in an all 360 view of basically what's your next step. So by me, looking at this from earlier on in the year with when to invest, how to invest, the best ways to invest... I thought, right, I will not invest, and it was hard because last year, I was buying equipment here, there, and everywhere. Whenever I needed something, or whenever I thought I needed something, I was buying for luxury as well as for fully needing it. Um, So, I was doing a bit of both on that scale because the money was there. Now, this year, I wanted to restrict that a little bit, but luckily enough, we've had, you know, within the what we in here the the 10 months of this year i think we made more money this year within eight months than what we did in 12 months last year so it sort of shows the jump of of um of how this year's went with the types of contracts and the bigger clients that i've kind of taken on and so when i look through all this it gives me an opportunity that i can buy a little bit more now this year so that when i go into full-time next year i can and that's going to be it's going to be everything. It's going to be the wage. It's going to be paying for the business expenses, the home life, the mortgage, blah, blah, blah. Everything that a lot of you guys and girls are already doing. So what I wanted to have is a cleanest slate as possible so that it wasn't a worry of, oh, well, I now really need this two and a half grand trailer. Like now it's urgent because now I need a bigger muah, blah, blah, blah. But But I'm scared to take money out the pot because my family this, my family that, the house this, the house that. So the way I was trying to think about it was a a space of as required as needed. And this just sort of leads up to how much do you need to get that that item? How important is it to push your business forward? How much is it going to pay off for you to be able to sort of hit that next step? Or you could be 15 years in the business, you could have just done you know, a big purchase last year, you've, got, you've renewed some machines, you've just renewed your van lease, or you've just re- bought a van outright, you are now set, you don't need to actually do that. Now you're going to spend the next 12, 24 months building up that pot for when you're going to do that again. It could happen in so many different ways, and you just need to step back each and every time this sort of happens and think, right, what is the plan? Don't just go and you know we all sort of say it that you walk in with dealership looking for you know some oil and then you'll walk out with a mower and you go how does that happen you know and we sometimes get this twinkly eye what just you want to buy something and that is fine in the in the you know if it's a small part of it but if you're doing that all the time you're gonna end up struggling at some form because you're you're um you're using more of the pot than what Than the speed that you can actually fill it back up, right? It needs to be this balance. And it's just this overarching thing of no matter what you're doing at what point in the season, at what point in your life, there needs to be a balance to everything. If you go balls to the wall and you, you know, start spending hard, all it takes is for that van that you spend 15 grand on to all of a sudden have its gearbox go, or something like that, and then replace the clutch as well while they're at it, and you're stuck with a two, three grand bill, whatever it would be, or just, you know, you end up hitting something because you weren't focusing one day, and your van's written off, and now you've got another 15 grand bill up here to replace it, whatever it might be, you know, I'm just, a couple of bad scenarios there, that could really then send you under, because, you know, you're now, your main means of transport that's getting all these jobs done isn't there anymore, So when you look at this question of when to invest, it's as basic as when you're ready to. But to get to that, it's when you actually spend the time figuring it out, what that time actually is. It's not when Joe up the road's doing it. It's not when your best mate on Instagram's doing it. It's not when Sam on YouTube is showing off some new equipment. That's not the time the time is is when's best for your company when you've got that money there and let's be honest here like you can go several different ways with this but i'm a pretty as much as i don't get me wrong, and i've always been this way i love a good purchase you know before i even had a business you know i used to love shiny toys you know a new watch or you know a new game or new game console whatever it was new football boots you know i always like to make that purchase but now it's at a point where I go, right, i like to make that purchase, but what are these surrounding, you know, how's the books looking? And these different things all lie with you with the time when best to invest. And it isn't a straightforward thing of, yes, you should do it, no, you shouldn't, review it. But what I would say is it's that balancing seesaw. When the balance is more in your favor and it might be a big hit of money and it might leave you in a bit of a dodgy space, but you may need to make that purchase for this contract to go through and that may be a risk that you're willing to take. Now if that pays off you could be laughing, you know what I mean? So it all just depends but all I really want to do is push out is it's getting towards this sort of third quarter to the season where you'll either have stuff built up and you're starting to already looking at next year. You know how I said in one of the last podcasts there that don't just finish the end of the season and go right that's it i'm gonna you know wash my hands with it you may be at this point reviewing right grass season went awesome but that you know them 17 gardens i've got that are all 400 meter square plus that just needs a bigger mower. you know it's taken me so much more extra time because i'm still using a 16 inch you know grass cutter you know whatever it might be so you may be looking into this now going These are the investments I need to make for next year. I'm going to start prepping for it. And quite frankly, only by doing this are you ever going to find, like from getting your own data, reading it and what works and what doesn't, will then paint the picture of when to invest. So anyway, I hope that wasn't just too much a talk at you sort of episode. I hope it's helped in some way, shape or form that if you've been looking at a bit of equipment or at something to sort of invest in for your company, whether that's machines or whether that's within a certain distributor of seed or, or turf or anything, whatever it might be, you may look at that and go, wh- where's my balance sitting? You know, What's the seesaw doing at the moment between the options that I currently have? And I hope, hope that it really just gives you that little bit of guidance that it's not what anyone else is doing around you. Just coming off the back of Soltex, you might have seen people doing big orders or talking about doing big orders or whatever it might be. You don't need to feel like you need to be on that train as well, yeah. You need to just look into what's going right for you and what's going to put you in the best place possible. Because at the end of the day, going in the well, being in the recession that we're in and not knowing how winter's going to play out, you know, these are things that that now more than ever, arguably in the last ten years, is most important at the moment. You may really need, need something, but go the opposite way and go. That is such an investment, but I so much i so far can't commit to that that i'm actually gonna have to lose that service rather than investing in that equipment you know and if that's that might be the way it goes so what i'm trying to get to put out there as a little task is look at the things that you're trying to invest in this weekend and just have a look through them and see where the seesaw sits on it all and figure out what will be best and when will be best Now, don't get me wrong. You may be in this position where you're like, I need nothing. You know, I run kit into the ground. I don't like putting big money into things. You know, I am just trying to get through what I get through and increase my profits. Fantastic, if that's what you're doing. But at least by doing this exercise of thinking about it and sort of doing that, that counter measurements of the the weighing skills, you'll be able to figure out what will be best and when will be best to do it. So for me, just finishing off, the trailer had that many more pros in my in my uh in thinking up through that process that it was just the money wasn't too much of an issue anymore. It was there to be spent and that the the amount that I would then need that was only increasing. And I've seen that over the year. Oh, if only I had trailer at this point, I could do this waste. Oh, if only I had it at this point, I wouldn't have to go back and change over the van layout quickly, or even overnight, you know, I can come back, take the trailer off the back of the van, and then I can be out the next day doing something different, and I know that the trailer, the moors, and all that sort of stuff is all set up secure on private grounds, you know, I'm sorted. So that's how it's worked for me. I just hope that, like I say, it has provided some guidance in some way, shape or form, or at least even something to think about if you're just hoeing a border at the moment or you're about to go chill in the garden or having your morning coffee. Hopefully it's given you something to think about and go actively. This may need to change, or I may need to do this, or that is looking more promising because of X, Y, Z. Anyway, so thank you very much for joining us on this week's podcast. It's been brilliant having you once again. It is always appreciated. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week's podcast.